News Now. Welcome to Nerd News Now. I got everyone with me tonight. Kyle, Brainy, Miss Jen. Uh, I think it's winter, but I'm not sure because I'm in Texas. So like yesterday, it got down to like 38 degrees, and now it's like 81, and I'm sweating, and I don't know what's going on. It was 61 on. here yesterday. You it got it so, got down to 38 for you, but it got to 61 for us. It yesterday morning was extremely cold. Yes. I have a friend who's like complaining because friend. they they only have seven and a half inches of snow where she lives right now. And she's upset because that's not enough snow for Christmas. Well, it's not Christmas. How will yet. Santa get through it? if there's only seven and a half inches of snow? And my question was, why would Santa want to come there if there's seven and a half inches of snow? It is 52 degrees here and I am freezing. <laughs> if... If she starts saving the snow now, she still has like 12 days to build up enough snow for Christmas. Oh, theirs won't melt. Like, it's just going to accumulate from there for the rest of the winter. I mean, I think it's... Hold on, I will tell you. Um, uh, right now, where I am at, it is 40 degrees, and I'm wearing a short sleeve shirt. Um, where she is... <sighs> It is 33 degrees, so it will melt slightly. Yeah. But that's the, also like they're high. Well, um, go ahead, Brainy. We Californians do not like anything below 74. Holy hey, crap, that's, that's, a, really that's a real fire. <laughs> yes, it is a real fire. <laughs> You know that that'll like burn your house down, right? <laughs> I came home and my wife and daughter had started a fire, so I'm enjoying the nice fire going. See, that's 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 the big difference too. Like here, we would have to have that fire going 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So we have electric fire. Um, it never gets bigger. It never gets smaller. It's just constantly fire. <laughs> But also, that's not what gives off the heat. It just looks like it does. <laughs> it's got like a built-in, it's got a space heater built into it. Oh, I've seen these things before. You can go buy them at Sam's. It's legit yeah. like a mantle place. And, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but nobody around here actually lights fires anymore because the maintenance would be entirely too much. Yeah, well, because once you got used to it at a certain temp, it's just you're going to have to have it again and again, so... It's not like uh, Brainy where you turn it on every time it gets uh, 74 degrees or whatever. Below 74. We're okay Below with 74. Below 74. Sorry. Uh, as, a Texan <laughs> who, as a Texan who went through this past February, I can personally say I never need to see snow again in my entire life. Uh, Miss Jen, <laughs> what about you? At least we need we at least need a few years off from it, right? I mean, I, I, I can understand if someone wants to see snow again, but I don't personally need to. <laughs> And see, yeah. that, that's what I like about where I am. If I really want to see snow, I drive for two hours and yeah. there, I, I can be in snow, you know, and then go back two hours the other way. I can go to the beach. <laughs> so when, when you know, we have days like we did in February where we froze and then we didn't have any power and then everything was like all heck at the same time. Yeah. I say out loud to anyone who wants to listen, I live in Houston on purpose. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and uh, it was just such a weird event. I, but I, I'm tired of snow. 
for sure. See, Rainey's got a fire in his house, and now he's like having to like maneuver things so they don't get in the fire. (laughs) You recognize that this is a bad thing, right? I had somebody give me a metal puzzle for a past Christmas. It was sitting right here. It's about to fall. I could just feel it was going to fall on my shoulder or something like that. Get rid of it. Is a metal puzzle safe? Like not only is- no safer than a fire, but we know how he feels about fire. <laughs> I mean, if you if you lose a piece, I guess you can go around the house with a magnet and find it. But I would just be very careful putting together a metal pi- puzzle, especially hey, if it's heated cool by puzzles. the fire. They're simple puzzles for. Okay. Um, it's like well, an eight piecer. <laughs> so here's one of them. You've got two rings with a oh, string. Oh, they're brain teasers. Yes. Oh, that's not a puzzle. I thought you meant well, like... <laughs> no, they, they yeah. call them metal puzzles. We thought you meant like a puzzle, like a jigsaw puzzle. No, oh my God. You know, the first thing we would do is a, if we had those, just toss them around the house. You right. know, It'd be, which it. puzzle Why? piece is the most effective ninja throwing star? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Which that's why I was saying metal puzzles would be dangerous. So. Oh, absolutely! Those, those oh, yeah. yeah, they would and never they would be, be heated by the fire. It would just be right. I don't know. One of Brainy's kids would have a brand because he heated it up in the fire and then stuck him with it. Oh, yeah, they, they you're now it. part of the puzzle gang. <laughs> uh, puzzle gang will be get- kind of fun. Kyle, guess what I did for the first time since February. 2020 slept for eight consecutive hours no i wish um maybe on my couch but no i went to a theater and i saw ghostbusters you did i did did you cry like a baby not like a baby like i didn't the the way i base crying now is uh from the movie logan where i was just like sobbing uncontrollably and no one can understand what i was saying for the last five minutes but I would say, like, I it was a steady stream of tears for the for the whole third act, pretty much. Yeah, because I I was just not I was not prepared for the use of a certain element of that film, mm-hmm. like how heavy that use was. Yeah, so I'm a, the way I'm seeing it. You guys are telling me not to watch this movie. Oh, you definitely you need to watch this movie. Hold, uh, keep talking about th- about this. I will be right back. Okay, it's show uh, and tell. Show and tell. Well, well, Brainy, I mean, if if you're adverse to crying in theaters, sure, but uh, I don't know. I wouldn't oh, watch I this. I wouldn't watch the last twenty minutes of Ghostbusters Afterlife paired with the first twenty minutes of Up or anything like that. I don't want to put you into like complete emotional turmoil. But the yeah. movie is excellent. I was looking yeah. on Rotten Tomatoes. I, I I know I know we don't really care about uh, ratings or or you guys don't as much as I do. I'm just fascinated by what people think of movies and try to find new stuff based on their opinions and stuff. But Ghostbusters Afterlife only has a 63 on Rotten Tomatoes. And I just do not understand to me. It's like the perfect version of anything they could have possibly done much along the lines of, of Cowboy Bebop is live action. And then that gets canceled. I so, I'm not okay with that. I just, I don't, you're not okay with the live action or you're not okay that it got canceled. It got canceled. It was really good. Yeah, I, I don't understand I, yeah, what you were thinking. I don't understand what, like, it was the perfect live action version of that show. Now, the the only thing I can think of is it becoming live action and, and it kind of forcing people to watch it for the first time in twenty something years. 
they were like, oh, wait, the show wasn't that good. Because they, they had all the dramatic pauses and dialogue and everything was the same. And the actors were great. And the casting was phenomenal. And it added all these like little nuances. And the soundtrack was not only mostly untouched, but when it was modified, it was for the better. It was fantastic. Like I don't if someone was a true fan of Cowboy Bebop and they watched it recently, I do not understand what else they would have been looking for in that show. The only thing I can think of is people who hadn't watched it in 20 something years were like, Oh, this wasn't good. Now I'm mad at the show because it reminded me it wasn't good. Is that a popcorn bucket, Kyle? Kyle has a popcorn bucket for anyone listening. Uh, on the audio version of our podcast. Yes, yes, it is a is, popcorn bucket. That is the fanciest popcorn bucket I ever saw. <laughs> what well, it like if you were to be able to purchase that in a theater, was it like 20 bucks or more? 30? It was more than that. Wow. But it was more well, than 30. Well, you had to buy it second you had to buy it on the secondary market, right? No, so, I bought them directly from the movie theater. Oh, okay. But it, it came with unlimited popcorn, right? Well, I do not know go- if you went to the theater, but yeah. I had to buy them from the theater on the internet. Oh. Like from their website, because we don't have this brand of theater around here. I would never imagine in a million years that was a popcorn bucket. It is not ergonomical enough to hold a, a great deal of popcorn, for sure. And I would never hold uh, popcorn in 48 it. ounces of popcorn. Really? Yes. But I feel well, like because you can get popcorn, like you can get popcorn all the way up into the hood. I was going to the nooks and crannies of that dang car, man. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't imagine yeah, I taking that. that actually in a movie theater because what if you accidentally hit the lights in the middle of like the emotional part and all of a sudden there's like strobe Right, and there's just on. like the flashy lights happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I wonder if the producers of um, Cowboy Bebop are the same producers for Firefly. I don't think so. Why? Because they they make the dumbest mistakes of just casting right after the first season. Oh, you mean like the executives in charge? Like were they the executives in charge at Fox in basically yes and, and X whenever Firefly canceled? <laughs> I I the, the thing about that I guess what I'm trying to say is what if anyone out there was upset by that show, the live action version, what would they have wanted to be different? Well, apparently Netflix was upset by the show because they and they just wanted better ratings. Um, okay. I mean, of course, within our circle, we know everybody enjoyed it, but you know, we don't. But know also, everyone wants better ratings. Like, so why do you think you're special, Netflix? Yeah, I, I just like, don't. I don't get it. Well, they, I, I liked Cowboy Bebop, so it probably didn't generate what they wanted for the cost analysis. Uh, you know, I mean that. A show like that probably costs a lot to make. Yeah, a lot. Um, I think so. Yep. So, you know, they basically saw the numbers and decided, hey, this wasn't worth the money. And I'm sure if they brought it back, all the actors would probably want more money as well because you know, they're they're not no-name actors. So, um, It's crazy. Is it meanwhile, you have Amazon who just started the whatever season of The Expanse. And that's got to cost them a butt-ton of money. Yeah. Is this it I for that? that? Is yeah. season six? Is this is this the last of the expanse? I think so. I don't think there's any any okay. more to tell. <laughs> well, that ended up that ended up being a good move. Then pick then they pick it up after what season two, if not one, they picked it up Literally. a while ago. 
That ended up being a good move. It, it gives me hope for something like Why the Last Man being t- picked up elsewhere. I don't think Cowboy Bebop would be picked up. But again, I think it's because they were... At the end of the day, someone was like, Oh, whoops, why did we ever try to make a live-action anime? But they make that mistake like every anime. Well, they always try and make live-action anime. animes, and they're never any good. I haven't seen Death Note, but I heard that was really good. Well, see, Death uh, Note was entertaining. Death, Death Note was entertaining. I saw the first one. I saw the first film. But it added, like, it added elements to it. So, I mean, you can do that. People are not cartoons, even though oh, maybe they don't have any. CG effects are, you know, out of this world now, and you can seamlessly insert anything into any type of film, but I, I don't know. I just I I am befuddled by why Cowboy Bebop was canceled if it was ever going to be a thing in the first place. But anyway, um, no spoilers for Brainy, but uh, Ghostbusters definitely exceeded my personal expectations, and I cannot fathom why anyone who liked the first one or any of the franchise at all would not have it like rated a hundred in their brain. So I've yeah. seen it six times. Wow. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. But you only have one Ghostbusters popcorn car or do you have more on the way? One popcorn car. Okay. <laughs> I have a couple of popcorn buckets, several collectible cups, a plushie, a throw blanket, and a hat that's on order. Um, but none of the action figures or anything yet, huh? I've seen those pop up a lot I don't, of places. I don't really collect the action figures. Okay. Like, so it's one of those things. If it was, well, the thing about this is this will look really dope on a shelf. It really does. Next to, like, a Millennium uh, Lego Millennium Falcon or something. Yeah. Like, I can... This is a decorator piece. Those are toys. So, in gotcha. uh, Ghostbusters, do they explain... Uh, is it... Uh, do they explain how Paul Rudd keeps getting younger? Is he absorbing spirits or whatnot? And <laughs> yes, he's feeding on the souls of younger actors who he beat out for sexiest man alive. <laughs> it, it must be. I mean, I figured they they had that had to be the plot of that story, right? The real answer is Pym particles. Yeah, that's the real because he's answer. actually Scott Lang. Once you go into the quantum realm, like like the atoms just do an age reversal on you. And it works like that forever. Can I can I tell you guys about a screw up I made this week? Sure. Wait, which one? Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> I have a friend who was uh, who put on Facebook they were they were bemoaning uh, or remembering the fifth anniversary of the passing of their cousin who was named Scott Lang, and I said to them, "Are you sure he's not just in the quantum realm?" Oh, no. And my friend, my friend goes, that's the best joke I've ever heard about my cousin who has passed away and whose name is Scott Lang. Apparently, my friend's mom did not get that it was a nerd reference and is now very angry at me, even though my friend has explained it to her two or three times now. Like, no, that's a funny joke if you're a nerd and, you know, everybody thought Scott Lang was dead, too. Like, it's a whole... It works. And the mom's like, no. Okay, I'm sorry. Hmm. So that was a script I made this week. 
Well, did you apologize or no? I did. Well, he goes, you don't have to. It's funny. And I go, I yeah. thought so too. I mean, that's all you can do at this point. Yeah, yeah. So. I would say pro- probably not a joke for the public realm, I'm, I guess. Clearly. Not a joke for the normies. <laughs> well, just, yeah. Maybe not uh, one to be posted online. But, eh, you apologize. So, Less, lesson learned, right? So, Yeah, apparently. And also, that's a pretty specific joke too. It I is. I mean, like you it said, is. it is it is for nerds, but even in the even with nerds, it's pretty specific. Yep. Correct. But I knew he yeah. would get it, and he did. And he thought it was funny. So you know, whatever. So, man, hmm. I screwed up my fantasy football team, but no one really cares about. Did that, you start so. Browns? Did you Did you start Browns? <laughs> no. <laughs> No, I kept Dalvin Cook on the bench, and he had 215 yards rushing for the Vikings and two touchdowns, even though he's done nothing the entire rest of the season. And he's doubtful, like, at the beginning of every game. So I kept him on the bench. And then, like, at 6.59 for a 7.15 start, they're like, oh, he's going to play. And, and again, he had, like, 80 points in my fantasy league. But I still won. So I, uh, I'm up so many points right now that I benched my quarterback – and my kicker for tonight's game. Because if I do, I'm guaranteed to win. And if they play, there's a chance I could lose enough points to lose. Wow. Yeah. That's probably not great sportsmanship, but it's, it is good strategy. Right. I'm in second. I'm not going to lose to the guy in last. Well, yeah. <laughs> and I guess this it close to the playoffs. Well, it's not the Texans playing tonight. And I, that, I would really no, I have do that if I had Kyler Murray. I have Kyler oh. Murray. So you probably could win by many more points than you're up by now. Yes, but I'd rather take the for sure W than the probably. Right. This has been Sports Talk with Kyle and Mark. Yeah, there Where you go. We really are just talking about statistics for those of you who are fans <laughs> of math. Right. Or D&D I mean, with football players. Yeah. I mean, right, right now we can just subdivide the whole thing into Ghostbusters, Afterlife, a.k.a. how Mark went to a movie for the first time in 19 months. And then uh, popcorn buckets, and then Kyle's internet faux pas, and then sports talk with Mark and Kyle. Right. So, Miss Jen, is that a real light-up uh, sign next to you, or is it just a reflection of the lights around it, the Ghostbuster? This down. one right here? No, oh, down, third, down, down. The Ghostbuster sign. Oh, man, the light reflecting off of that looks like it's a sign. It does, doesn't it? Yep. What is the book? Spectral shenanigans. Is that the Jerry real will want one? It's oh, okay. a thirty dollar cover price book that's booking at sixty right now. Oh, ooh, Isn't that crazy! But Miss Jen is selling it for twenty nine ninety five. I am. <laughs> Just got off a live show where I offered them for that for thirty. Oh, I'm, I I'm sorry. sorry. <laughs> I'm relatively sure that I just could sell two more. Let them know I got them. Okay. They're, they're not in perfect shape, so they're, they're ones that are like... Don't like, care. I'm sure they won't care, because one of them is me and one of them is Jerry. And <laughs> I will confirm. So, is that, after, is that's that been commerce the, with Jen. <laughs> exactly. But one New more segment. question. Is, is <laughs> that from... Is that the real Ghostbusters? Is that what that's from? Um... 
sure looks it looks like, like it. the cartoon versions of them. That's yeah, is that the that. IDW? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then it's real Ghostbusters. It says collects gotcha. one twelve of the Ghostbusters by Eric Burnham. It's a good run. Very good. Run. So, so uh, Kyle original, did. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Brainy. I was going to say the original theme of Ghostbusters stated that I ain't afraid of no ghosts. In essence, implying that they were always afraid of ghosts, right? They are afraid Double of ghosts. That's why, you crazy. that's why they're protecting the world from them. If they weren't like, afraid it, of ghosts, they are always afraid of ghosts. That's what the entire movie's about, Brainy. That's what Ghostbusters Afterlife is about, is being afraid of ghosts all the time. So it works now. I think they wrote, I actually think they wrote that movie knowing that Ray Parker Jr. used a double negative and it bothered them so bad since 1984 that they had to rewrite the entire franchise to Mark, establish stop talking. how You're making a brain twitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, but Kyle, that's... Well, here's the thing. The whole song was written it, because... The whole song was written because... because well, because Ray Parker wasn't Huey Lewis, who wasn't Daryl... Um, Hall from Hall and Oates. I just learned that they wanted Hall and Oates to do the song, and then they couldn't get them. So they're like, we'll get Huey Lewis, and Huey Lewis is like, nah, man. And they went to this third guy, Ray Parker, who just yeah. did his best impression of those two, which means he had to sing the line "Bustin' Makes Me Feel Good" because that sounds like a Hall and Oates song. Yeah. And then, "I Ain't Afraid No Ghosts" is a Huey Lewis song because none of Huey Lewis's songs are grammatically correct. Okay. Well, I want a new drug, I, I, one that don't make me sick. I just want to listen to Man Eater and Rich Girl now. Can we just do that the rest of the time? And I'll just talk about Hall Notes. Um, live from Daryl's house. I can't remember what network it was on, but live from Devil's Daryl's house on Access TV was uh, one of the best music-based shows I've ever seen. Man, that was a good show. You can watch it all on YouTube. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. The Todd Rundgren episode from Hawaii was very good. Um, can you? But anyway, Brainy, they're um, very afraid of ghosts all the time. So I, the math checks out. Okay. <laughs> but here's what I want to know now. Kyle, did you like musicals and you like popcorn buckets? Did you get the new West Side Story popcorn bucket? Or uh, No. Why Why won't this work? I was trying to play Rich Girl through my mixer into the stream. Just, like, <laughs> ghostly, but it wasn't so working. So then it would like um, mute us all. Okay. No, it would have just come through very lightly in the background, uh, but it wasn't working. Um, I did not go see the new West Side Story. I oh, saw okay. the last new West Side Story when it was called In the Heights. Yeah. And you like that one from what I Which remember. I had seen previously when it was called West Side Story, and then previous to that when it was called Romeo and Juliet. Right. And then prior to that, it was called Kramer versus Kramer or Can't Buy Me Love or Love Don't Cost a Thing or something. If you, if you guys recognize the Parks and Rec joke. Anyhow. Um, no, uh, I have not seen the new West Side Story, although I heard it did poorly because apparently Steven Spielberg said some stuff. Who knows? But don't remake them. Don't remake the greatest musical ever made. Like in the original play, it's like that or the original movie of West Side Story. And then there's Camelot 
And then those are the only good musical movies that have ever been made. So why are we trying? Well, plus South Park. Not a musical movie, just a movie with music. Uh, South Park's a musical, dude. Uh, anyway. No. If they may, okay. Yeah. South Park the musical is called Avenue Q. Okay. And that's actually uh, grown up uh, 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 Sesame Street the musical. Sesame Street, right. Right. Thank you, Brainy. This whole now 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 we'll get flagged for copyright infringement. That's fine. No, I cut it off in less than seven seconds. Yeah, I think we're good, and I think the frequency at which it was playing will cut out the DCMA (laughs) uh, (laughs) frequency. uh, Kyle, you are correct. West Side Story did not do well. I'm not sure if it was of any comments or if just um, people waiting to go to the movies when spider-man comes out so that can break like every pandemic record there ever was uh but yeah west side story was number one but it only made 10.4 million and canto was number two with 10 million ghostbusters moved back up to number three and added another another seven million to its total um and again for next week the only question or i for this week uh the only question is how much money will Spider-Man No Way Home make? Because not only will it win the box office, but there's a, a small possibility that it could surpass um, Shang-Chi and get number one within like seven days of, of its release. Because that's still at $215 million, So, and, and again, uh, Kyle will not be purchasing the Spider-Man No Way Home popcorn bucket because we're going to have... I to won't even be seeing it. Movie. Right. I remember. Um, I know. However, because you I will be going to the movies this weekend to see what Ghostbusters again. Okay, for the seventh time. No, just as a middle finger to Spider Man, I'm going to go see Ghostbusters. I'm going to have seen six times, seventh time. Okay. Well, I I just don't get your anyone oh. who's going to see Spider Man. Don't the reason Kyle's not going to see Spider Man is this. Because of the bad run we're having from putting musicals on the big screen, he's afraid it's not going to do justice to Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. So that's, that's uh, You why. mean the Spider-Man where someone dies every showing? Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, no, I'm worried happened? it won't. I'm worried that this movie, and this is a real thing, won't be as good as the original Spider-Man 3, which is arguably the worst non-Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. You, you're and the, the reason I'm worried low. about that, the reason <laughs> I'm worried about it is because the hype is so high. Is it possible it could live up to it yes. at this point? I it don't can. believe that to be true. Because I also don't believe that Tom Holland is a good enough actor to do the job. The movie's got Zendaya in it. Just be quiet and go watch it. <laughs> uh, that does nothing for me. I don't really know who that is other than the girl from Spider-Man. Anyway, although I was yeah. watching on TikTok, they had TikTok was live at the red carpet for Spider-Man. And I was watching a little bit of that because a friend, a guy I knew when he was a DJ in Detroit is a DJ in L.A. now. And he's gotten big on TikTok and he was hosting. So I was giving him some views because I wanted to support my friend. Um, he was interviewing uh, uh, Jay Smoove from Curb Your Enthusiasm, which seemed like a weird flex. But, you know. Not a weird flag. That's a great flag. So are you kidding? JB right, Smooth? but why is J- JB Smoove at, like, the Spider-Man movie? 
because uh, he was in it. He's in that franchise. That's why. That's not so much you do not care. He was one of the yeah. teachers that was the chaperone on the trip. What are you talking about? Him and Martin Starr, you don't remember that? Because you don't care. That's yeah. fine. Haven't seen it. You can't you, remember oh, what you, I haven't oh, seen. Oh, you haven't even seen them. You haven't even seen them, no. and you think it's going to live down to the expectations of Spider-Man 3? Emo yes. Spider-Man? It is because not going emo to be Emo Spider-Man Spider at least had no Bruce way. Campbell in it. Emo Spider-Man at least had Bruce Campbell in it. Oh my gosh. Bruce Jen, Campbell has a new book um, out, by the way, and I'm listening Ms. to it. Miss Jen, are you going to try to see Spider-Man this week? This week? Yeah. Are you going to wait? I mean, I could try, I guess. I don't have tickets. I'll just wander around until I find an open I know, There's no way they can be sold out everywhere, though, right? Because, like... Some of the theaters around here are approaching the dead mall theater territory uh, without being close to a dead mall. But I've seen like Ghostbusters Afterlife. I was monitoring because I didn't want to be in a crowded theater. I was monitoring on average the amount of tickets bought were 0.5, meaning most of the screenings had zero people. And then two out of the seven had two, two people. So, wow. I don't think even even as much money as I think it's going to make, you're going to be able to find tickets to it. I mean, you might have to go at an off time, but but I, what I'm trying to say is I don't think anyone else believes it's going to be down in the dumps with emo Spider Man Spider Man Three. No, yeah, I think it's going to blow our minds. I think it's going to blow our minds. All the characters we haven't thought of. Yeah. I think so. I mean, why just have the jackal show up and why not? But also, Kyle, I was worried about it until I saw Ghostbusters Afterlife, and the, and I know those movies are non-related, but the reason is because I did not think Ghostbusters could do everything I wanted it to do, and it did. That's so now I have those expectations for Spider-Man. So if it doesn't meet it based on that. You know, it, it, it won't, but it's not going to be bad. It's not going to be a bad movie. There's no way. I When did I say that that movie was bad? All the time, by comparing to Spider-Man When Spider did I say 3. that Spider-Man 3 was bad? You uh, just putting words on my mouth. You said it earlier. <laughs> no, I'm saying it won't live up to what is arguably the worst non-Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. I never said it was bad. I just said it was the low bar of the non-Andrew Garfield Spider-Mans. So, okay. I mean, Jay, everything is better than American Underdog, which is another movie that debuts this weekend. <laughs> is that the Kurt Warner story played yes. by Shazam? By yes. Zachary, with Zachary Levi. Yes. So and, I'm and, looking and at Dennis the. Quaid is the old man. Right. So just for kicks, I'm looking at the Dead Mall uh, yeah. theater, and they're showing two films this weekend. Spider-Man No Way Home and American Underdog. Uh, yeah. What's hysterical about that is they're showing American Underdog once yeah. a day. Every other screen they have at every other showtime is showing Spider-Man. They're hoping they all sold out. They're hoping no, I can buy tickets to any time. They're hoping Spider-Man will bring enough money to you know bring their business back to life. Thursday is the last night they're going to show anything other than Spider-Man 
until... You better get to Ghostbusters then. Fast. Uh, I'm going to see Ghostbusters at a different cinema. Oh, okay. We already purchased those tickets. Until Tuesday. It was your first time to go back to a movie theater. What was your experience? Did you feel unsafe or was it... Was it well, so th- it would this will probably only mean something to me and you since we're in this area, but it was at Cinemark Market Street. Yeah. So we're talking one tiny theater, and then and I believe it's it's screen. Can't remember what screen it is. If it's nine, possibly, oh, uh, or just how they're labeled. But but there's a row with only two seats. So pretty safe. That's fine. It was fine. Yeah. I mean, but when, when by the time I got to the theater for a nine o'clock showing uh, I, I was walking at nine fifteen because you know trailers it's like no big rush and they were like locking the door so that's how few people were coming in and out anyway wow. but this is in like a um an extension of the big mall here and so it is a not independent theater because it's cinemark but it's like for anyone who's never heard of that it's we have the multiplex across the street like 17 or 20 screens or whatever it is and then this one is much smaller and does show independent films, but obviously Ghostbusters is not that, so they show other movie Cinemark shows. But if you want to see an independent film, you're going to have to go to that small theater, um, you know, if they're carrying it at all. So no, I felt I felt fine, but that's because no one was there. Now for Spider-Man, people will be in there and in every seat, but I still think that you can you'll be able to find tickets. So I'm relatively sure, and I'm trying to confirm this, that next Thursday, uh, I'm going to see The Matrix. And then next Friday, I'm going to see uh, Sing. Relatively sure. Did Khan just ask me to sing? No. Yeah. Yep. Oh. <laughs> Mark, did I send you an invite to the to my... Showing you major? did. Okay, just make sure you did. You I need it. to respond. I understand if you yeah. can't come or not. If you are coming, please claim the ticket so I feel less like no one's coming to my birthday. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. So wait, Kyle, are uh, is seeing an obligation, or were you wanting to see that as well? Uh, it is a little bit of both. Okay. I quite like enjoyed the situation. No, I quite enjoyed the first one with uh, some friends of mine and their children when it came out. Um, we we got a whole big group together to go to the movies, and then the sitters fell through, so it was like, I guess we're going to go see Sing. And we all kind of dug it because we've all played in bands and stuff, so it was like a big sing-along movie. Mm-hmm. So then they announced the second one was coming out, and it's like, I got a call. Hey, same group? Same group. Let's go. You know? Yeah. So we're going at like noon on Friday uh, to see it. I think it's one of those movies that's impossible to have a it's like such a happy movie. Like if you're on a crap day, you should go see Sing, right? Right. Like it's one of those. And it's just like I said, like you said, it's we're sitting there with a group of people that I've played in bands with in the past. And it's like, oh, we're singing four part harmony on this all of a sudden. That wasn't intended, but it's what's happening. And the kids enjoy it, and it's a good way to just 
like it's Christmas Eve day. Like, and what do you, what else are you going to do? Like, I could be here working. I mean, or I go see Sing. Like, I'm sure Miss Jen would rather me be here working, but I'm gonna go see Sing. <laughs> that you just know. blew my mind that next Friday is Christmas Eve day. Yeah. Yep. Yikes! Is everybody ready? Nope. No, no. Although I did really. go get a Christmas tree yesterday. My boys were like, Mom, because I'm so busy with retail, I often don't get Christmas set up at the house. Oh, okay. They're yeah. like, Mom, let's do it. And now they're adults. I'm like, you have a vehicle and the family credit card. There you go. Send them to do it. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But you're probably glad once it's up, right? I mean, it's something that so you may not better. be able to do all the time. Yeah. So. It does good for my soul, but I just like I run out of time, and I'm like, by the time I get home, it's like tonight I'm gonna be, I'll get home at like ten thirty, eleven o'clock, and eat my dinner. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, for me, Christmas saying? Christmas is postponed till mid January. What? Really? Okay. Uh, well, I have Christmas with my family, but beyond that, Christmas is postponed until mid January. Um. I am, as it turns out, um, doing our church's Christmas Eve service. I found out yesterday. Well, that'll be awesome. I thought I was just going to be there to press the buttons. No, as it turns out, um, due to a rare, up? due to a rare, rare scheduling fluke, I am doing the message, leading the music, and running sound and video. <laughs> Super fun lot. times, man. Uh, thank God for clickers and a laptop that can control them and a digital mixer. That's all I'm right. saying. Um, yeah, it's a whole thing. Um, and then uh, Sunday is or Saturday is Christmas, which we will do. And then Sunday is right back to work. So like, I will have just Christmas with my family, and the rest of it is postponed until I get time off, which will be mid January. But now that I'm looking at my calendar, it's looking like perhaps April. <laughs> yeah because of the like events that we've got booked for the experience so you might as well just postpone it to like late may and have it be a half christmas or something christmas i'm good with that yeah because might maybe by then my presents will be here that i've ordered <laughs> like yeah I, I i was staying pretty well on top of things but i think today's the day where it really the switch has flipped to where it's like you are going to be very lucky to order anything today and get it before Christmas. I was kind of looking around at different sites and shipping estimates and all that stuff. And of course they've been sending out the warning emails for a while, but you sort of like as a frequent buyer on the internet, you sort of like dismiss those because it's just like, ah, oh, they're just trying to, it's kind of like when they have all the sales and they're like the sale ends at midnight. And then at 1201, you get like the same exact sale, just repackaged a different way. So I'm like, oh, I'm not going to worry about any of this, but most I know of my this shopping. Little, Go ahead. This is going to sound odd for a lot of people out there, but you could walk into a local store and shop there and not have to worry about shipping. You can. That's, that's <laughs> what I've done. For the, the majority of my presence, that's what I've done. But unless I know, find someone who owns like a sheet metal factory that can make me this very specific thing that you cook brisket in, like I'm sort of stuck. Um, or does any do, does anyone manufacture or sell Amazon Alexas? 
No. Well, there you go. I don't. Cool. I mean, Amazon does. No, Brainy, I, I, uh, I agree with you on that, but there's a lot of uh, stuff I just have to get online for certain people. But oh, yeah, when I it don't... comes to when it comes to like gifts for coworkers or anything where it's like, hey, I know this person would enjoy this local place, whether it be comic book store, or sandwich shop, whatever. I definitely try to at least get a gift certificate to that place to at least get them in the door. Um, but I would say sometimes you just can't get stuff locally. <laughs> so, uh, I'll tell you guys a secret. I'll tell you what I got my husband. Okay. So I I got one of two things. It's a total crapshoot. So I went to my favorite prop house and looked through what they have and online. And they had something listed in their Battlestar Galactica section, which the image of was from Warehouse 13. So I'm either getting a really cool thing from Warehouse 13 that's mislabeled or something from Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> I mean, that's a win-win, right? Assuming yeah. he likes Will both. He enjoy so. either? Yeah. I'm happy with like, either one. And he likes both of those. So. <laughs> if you get a Farnsworth... Promise to like send the, me pictures. It's the Farnsworth uh, blueprint. Okay, so if you send me high res photos, I think I can build one. Okay, cool. <laughs> I think I have, I think I have miscellaneous electronics laying around enough to build one. Let's do it. <laughs> I have to What's find a Farnsworth for my wife now. Uh, a Farnsworth is a communication device from the show Warehouse Thirteen. Oh, okay. Uh, named for Philo Farnsworth, the invention of the cathode receptor. Man, you are way more into that than you are Tom Holland Spider-Man movies. Uh, so Philo Farnsworth invented the television. Uh, he actually invented the thing that allowed you to transmit pictures over the air. It's called the cathode receptor. Mm-hmm. Um, that has nothing to do with the show Warehouse 13. That just has everything to do with, I know a lot about televisions. Yeah. That's cool. um, Philo Farnsworth's brother-in-law is a guy named Cliff Gardner, who is fictitious, but got famous on a show called Sports Night when Bill Macy told the story about how he learned how to glow, blast t- blow glass tubes so that he could help Philo Farnsworth invent the cathode receptor. Turns out dude was fictitious. Hmm. Philo Farnsworth also died um, the same way Nikola Tesla died, broke and crazy. Whoa. As did Mozart. Well, as I plan to. <laughs> don't life don't goals, man. up that level. <laughs> life goals, man. Uh, let me just uh, let me just run through a few things real quick. Y'all can comment when I'm done if you want, and if not, we'll just move on to comics. How does that sound? Because there actually is comics news that I'm interested in today. So. Hey. That's different. Normally, it's just you know new releases and whatnot. But there's one that could be pretty huge for me. Um, so, which probably probably an easy guess. But let me just run through. So, as far as movies go, we were talking about Netflix and making something animated live action, and what do they really want out of it? This one baffles me to no end. Uh, Netflix has announced that they are now doing the Mega Man live action film based on the beloved video game series from the 80s i don't understand i don't understand why it's live action i don't understand why it's mega man i don't understand why it's in 2021 i don't understand why netflix would be doing it 
uh, a lot of people were thinking that's going to end up getting canceled. But uh, Mega Man live action Netflix movie on the way with question. That soundtrack could be fire. That soundtrack could be. If they, I'm telling you this. If you're familiar with the movie Turbo Kid, if they did it in that style, it would be incredible. Like just 80s synth pop based. Just you know what would make that soundtrack much better? What? If they let me produce it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mega Man mixes are awesome, by the way. But yeah, it, it, uh, someone did mention this, though, uh, because it's on Netflix and they've already experimented with this format. If it had the viewer interaction where you could choose the path and you could you could decide what bad guy he's battling next, just like in the video game, that would be awesome. Just like they did with Bandersnatch, the whole choose your own adventure format that they can't call choose your own adventure. But that's the one thing I could see. Uh, second, the trailer for uh, Fantastic Beast: The Secrets of Dumbledore, which is the third in that series, is out. Uh, I kind of missed the boat on Harry Potter, but I have liked what I've seen from Fantastic Beast. And Mads Mikkelsen is replacing Johnny Depp as Grindelwald, and I think that's a major upgrade. So the movie looks good. If you're into Harry Potter, I think you're going to be happy with the trailer. Check that out. Uh, some sad news: Anne Rice, the writer of Interview with a Vampire, passes away at age 80. Uh, she wrote that hip book in 74 based on a series of short stories she had developed years before. Um, she had written that plus 30 other novels. And, of course, she gained fame in 94 when that film featuring Tom Cruise was uh, made. Uh, but uh, Anne Rice uh, passes away age 80. The trailer for Sonic the Hedgehog 2 was released and it looks really good i never saw the first one i don't know if anyone did but uh, it has tails it has knuckles uh it the the graphics look awesome it, one of those rare examples where like live action mixed with animation is working nowadays <laughs> for me i guess so uh anyone care to comment those things before we move on to comics well ian rice was just one I'm, of three i'm really sad about Anne. Right. There were several other big high profile deaths this weekend. Uh hers was probably the biggest. Alan Sir Jr. Yes. Um the, uh, the sports racing magnate. And um oh somebody else, and I I'm blanking on who it was. Oh, Denarius Thomas. Oh well both from the world of sports. Um the the Denarius Thomas hit really hard. I mean he was only he was in, in, in his early 30s. He was the same age as me. He was 33. 33. Um, medical issue in his shower. Just a, a real tragedy. Uh, you know, Everyone that ever played with him, played against him, was, was tweeting out their uh, sympathies for him. And uh, just really sad. And, you know, not, not sure if uh, any of that was a condition from playing football for, for so many years. But he played at a very high level. A tremendous wide receiver. And as far as Al Unser Sr., I mean, just one of the names in racing, right? Unser, I mean, just right. resonates throughout. So, Well, so something we, I mean, we I suppose we should talk about because this is a show called Nerd News Now. Um, we recorded the show last Monday and last Tuesday. I mean, the whole comic industry got rocked with some rough news, um, which is that, you know, George Perez is in late stage cancer and, you know, is going to spend his remaining days like, meeting fans and stuff which is great but sad 
Yeah, um, I was very surprised that he's going to be doing conventions and stuff. But I mean, that's, you know, kind of speaks to who, who he's been uh, as a, a creator and advocate for comics. So, right. Not not totally surprising, but just uh, definitely not everyone would do that. And uh, it's just it's it's kind of one of those like gut wrenching, heart wrenching things where it's like very glad he can get out there and, and be supportive by people who love what he does. But. Uh, oh, it's just going to be, you know, it, it, it's hard. It's just really, like you said, sad. I mean, there's no other word for it. Correct. Yeah. So. So turning uh, our attentions to the world of comics, uh, one thing that I found today is that the licenses for two of my favorites, all-time favorite entities, up for grabs could be on their way to skybound with robert kirkman even though he has not you know not going to be writing them or anything but uh gi joe and transformers could be leaving idw where they've been since like 2004. uh still kind of in the rumor process right now but like once the news has made it to that point it looks like it could be likely i'm kind of thrilled about that i think both of those lines may have stagnated i still want larry hama to write gi joe as long as he possibly can um since he's been there since issue one uh through the many different companies they've been with through marvel devils do now idw uh one of the reasons this may be happening is because hasbro is reportedly unhappy with the transformers comics over the last few years i found that interesting because it's like are they still using the comics to sell toys i guess maybe they are i don't know but I don't know if any of you had uh, any interest in weighing in on that topic or not, but I love G.I. Joe and Transformers, and I would be uh, kind of thrilled to see it go to a new place, get some new blood in there, and, and see what what they could do with it over at Skybound. Yeah, the, my only feedback is what I can see from what the interest is from the customer base. And we've had the same no people with it on their pull box for G.I. Joe since the beginning and the same like one or two for Transformers, which doesn't, it, it can't be a healthy thing for if all stores have a similar like pull rate, it would be, it would be tough to keep something going. So I don't know what the, the key is. Like they figured it out for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They reinvigorated that title big time. So I don't know what the, what the magic carpet is for it, but. I, I think, to be honest with you, the magic carpet or the, the thing to fix it, because you can't... The thing about Turtles is is that Kevin and Peter walked away from it for a while, and other people had that story, and then you want to you wanna bring it back, boom, Kevin and Peter are back doing a Turtles story. So now all of a sudden you get, you know, Last Ronin, which puts a lot of juice back into the regular series, just in time for, like, that announcement comes... And then they introduced Jenica to the regular series. So now you've got a new turtle with new stories to tell. Plus you've got hype from, you know, the original, the OGs coming back to, to tell this other story that they're going to tell. Like that's what did it. I don't know that it's possible with Transformers or GI Joe because nobody's left them alone long enough to do anything. Like it's, that has those those things have been a money grab for twenty five years. Well, Turtles has gone along just as long for the comic books as well. I think the right, but it's 
it's it's Turtles hasn't had Hasbro pulling the strings on it the whole time. And, and I think that's that's one of the main reasons is Turtles started off as a comic book and right. not as a toy where, you know, G.I. Joe and Transformers are both controlled by a toy company that may or may not know how comic books work properly. You know, they, they may be dictating, as far as we know, to IDW, hey, you can't write this story because it doesn't fit in with our narrative of what the toys should be. Uh, wherein, or, you know, hey, we have this new toy, wedge this guy into the comics. Correct. Um, so, you know, I'm sure, I'm, you know, Nickelodeon now owns uh, Turtles, do they? Well, somebody else owns Turtles, but um, mm-hmm. I believe uh, the original creators still have the right to write the comic books in any fa- manner they like. And that's that's what's keeping Turtles as popular as, as it is. Uh, but I don't see Transformers and G.I. Joe fans chasing comic books. They are either toy fans or they are the cartoon fans or movie fans. They are not comic book fans. Right, I think the best thing they can do is let it die. Just let it go away for a while, you know, like just end the publication. Like it happened, you know, it happened when Sonic left IDW, or when Sonic left. Where was Sonic at before it is where it where it was where it is now? It was a boom before it was at IDW. Yeah, it's at when, IDW now. Yeah, okay, when it was at Archie or at IDW or Boom, wherever it was previous, it went away and it was out of print for like a year and a half. And then, boom, here's this new one. Mm-hmm. Like, you just got to let these books breathe sometimes, and I don't think they're doing that with... with. And Transformers is just miniseries after miniseries after miniseries after event after event after event. It's almost like Transformers is Marvel. Um, but, uh, <laughs> like, in some ways, it's like, if, if Marvel could do events at the speed they want to, it would be Transformers. But you've got... I think you just got to let them go for a minute. You know, take a year, six months, maybe do a couple of one shots here or there, a free comic book day issue, uh, you know, whatever. Little things, little drips, and then relaunch it at a new publisher with a new writing team, a new creative team, or just bring it back at the current publisher with some fresh blood. I think that's the only chance you have of seeing those become viable again in the near future. That might that might be it. Uh, I don't want GI Joe to go away too long, but I mean, also I just think that uh, I don't know. I just don't know anyone that's super into the storylines or are keeping up with it on an issue to issue basis anymore. So that, that's the other thing, you know. GI Joe has to compete with a lot of other genres right now, and I'm not sure if there really is a market for stories of gi joe's caliber you know it's it's based off of the 1960s or whatever whatnot um bunch of army guys fighting in 1940s or whatever i forgot where original one was based um but i'm not sure how that resonates with people nowadays you know now we're seeing people reading books about aliens and stuff and you know warfare and outer space and things like that and it's it's different than what uh, gi joe can be yeah, they might just need to step back and reinvent the brand, and that would, you know, obviously create the need for them to take time off. And maybe if we take two years off to figure that out, um, maybe that's how you can sort of reinvigorate interest and just reinvent the thing as a whole. But we'll see. What do you uh, give them all superpowers? 
Yeah. <laughs> Give them all superpowers. No. I, I mean that. that <laughs> no. There, I mean, there are limits to what a writer can do with those characters. There really are. Uh, it's, it's not just you know the the property itself, but there's only so much you can do with a human beings without any kind of special abilities, right. especially one that are tied to a a military group. Well, and ones that are tied to a brand that is not dictated by the stories that are being told in the comics. It's it's the same thing we have with the Star Wars comic books, right? Um, they're writing some great stories, but you know, people aren't they're reading as much as they are watching the TV shows and movies. I mean, even even if ten percent of the people that enjoyed uh, Mandalorian were reading the the Star Wars comics right now, but, uh, retailers and publishers would be so happy. It's true. I did the. I I don't know the math on the Star Wars stuff, but I did the math once on the Black Panther movie. And what if like and it was it was an astronomical number. If one percent of the people who went to see Black Panther came in and added Black Panther to their pull list, like the amount of money it would generate in the comic book industry, like if that added you know an additional one percent, so whatever existed plus one additional percent, the amount of money that would bring in. And it was astronomical. I don't remember what it is now, but, like, it was crazy. So, it's, yeah, there are certain properties that people are more interested in the pop culture properties, the the com- the cartoons, the movies, the TV shows, the toys, and less interested in the, the source material. Yeah, it's like that uh, when Toys R Us announced that they were going out of business, how many people were sad about Toys R Us about going out of business? And none of them could. They hadn't realize. shopped there in a decade. Exactly. It's the same thing with the you know the comic book titles. They love them. They want they want to see it, but but um, they don't want to read it. Exactly. Well, except for Mark, though. Mark really wants to read those books, which you know we commend him for. I also like shopped at Toys R Us every day, <laughs> so <laughs> I was upset about that. Is that um, where you got the Felix cat, the uh, clock? No, in the back, which is back. No, you, you can't just walk. You can't just walk into a local store and get that. I'm telling you, that's a special <laughs> order item for sure. Special order. Uh, okay, what about comics this week and next week? I, I'll tell you what my the one I've been looking forward to, and again, all these are pending supply chain, and so. Hopefully uh, this list is accurate, but uh, for me, it's Batgirl's number one. Finally, finally, finally. Can't wait. That is this week, yes. That's what's on my radar. Probably like probably all 15 covers, if I can find them. We'll see. Um, one thing <laughs> I, would, I would recommend to people is uh, pick up uh, Aftershock Triple Play. It reprints um, three of their best titles. Uh, shoot, what was it? Uh, do you remember what they were, Kyle? Uh, not off the top of my head, but if you give me a second. Let me let me look it up. Um, I mean, I've got it right. I think I have it right here. Hold on. It's got Dark Ark. Uh, we Live, Dark Ark, and Animosity. Dark and then, Ark. By the way, uh, there is going to be a new We Live series coming. 
Yes. Uh, that announcement came out this week. Um, that's going to be called "We Live: Age of the Palladians." Um, I think that's how we're supposed to say that word. Um, but it's not spelled the way I would expect Palladian to be spelt. So I will wait until I actually get my PDF to um, make that assertion. Well, Miss Jen, let me pick your brain. Um, I don't know if you recall, DC was reprinting Batman the Adventures. Batman Adventures. Whatever happened to those? I thought that they had the second series. Correct. But they had the first series being reprinted as well. And I know the second series is still going. Batman the Adventures continue. Season mm-hmm. two. But whatever happened to the I don't know why. I thought they were original. done with those. I thought they were going to reprint the original the entire run. That's disappointing. That would make sense. So, so this I'm, week... Um, I can't for, wait to read Berserker, because I like reading Berserker. <laughs> uh, Turtles 124, for me, is a, is um important only because of the way Turtles 123 ended. Um... I, I will say this as much as I love the Turtles, there have been some very vanilla books of late. But Turtles 123 ended in a very, very interesting way. So Turtles 124 has got me a little amped up. Um, also, uh, you, you know, and I don't know, because they're one of those companies that usually their stuff is on my release list for two or three straight weeks. Uh, no Holds Barred by Behemoth. Um, seems very interesting. Uh, that one is, um, Shakespeare and William Page as their superhero alter egos, the Bard and Page, uh, trying to save Queen Elizabeth the first. That sounds like an episode of Doctor Who. The whole, the whole, (laughs) the whole issue is written in iambic verse. Okay. Interesting. Uh, there's a new title called Download. From uh, Red Five Comics, looks interesting. It's on my poll. I'm curious what I'm. Uh, Rockabilly Monsters has got my. Uh, from from uh, Second Sight has got my uh, my interest as well. Uh, just because those are two things I like: rockabilly music and people and monsters. So why not mash them together? <laughs> if if Brian Setzer was also the Wolfman. I imagine this is what this book is. And By the way, I mentioned this title earlier, Firefly has a holiday special coming out this week as well. Aww. And DC has one too, which is called Tis the Season to be Freezing. Uh, there is a book, there is a story in Tis the Season to be Freezing written by a uh, voice of a uh, uh, DuckTales character, Bobby Moynihan from SNL. What? Are you serious? Yes, the guy who created Drunk Uncle is writing yes. a DC comic in Tis the Season to be freezing. Sure is. That's it. I don't know how to pronounce this. Uh, Someone will probably butcher it. It's called Hikate's Will, number one, from Black Mask. I don't see that one on my list. 
Yep, that's coming out uh, this week. Then everyone's Ricky favorite, Gun Honey, number, number four. four. Is it everyone's favorite? I couldn't tell if if we were being serious or not. According to the amount of people that randomly message me and say, "Do you have Gun Honey for this week?" Like, <laughs> okay. it would have been nice if anyone had told me they wanted it for their pull box ever, or asked for it before the release date. Yeah. No, I have no Gun Honey. <laughs> yeah, this was something um, I had mentioned in uh, Miss Jen's show earlier today. Um, Seriously, guys, if you're really interested in uh, a title, you really want to make sure you subscribe to it. Make sure you let your LCS know that you really want this title because a lot of us are now, and we've, we've talked about this, in some cases we're ordering six or seven issues um, You know, uh, before we even see some of the titles. Like there's some we're ordering issue number five or six and we haven't even seen issue number one. We're taking big guesses uh, in fact, there's a title earlier today. Uh, I was looking at why, you know, I think we're running seven copies of it and I have zero subscribers. You know, I was wondering why I'm doing that. And I look at sales and how many we have in stock and every single issue prior we've sold out of. Okay. And, but that that's just us taking risks. And there are other titles where we have a lot of copies just sitting around because people, you know, didn't subscribe to it and it wasn't a, it wasn't a hit. So, you know, it's, um, do your LCS a favor. Do yourself a favor. Make sure you subscribe so they know what you want. Um, we understand there are circumstances that you know prevent you from always picking up your books on time, or there are times where you might you know might get into financial issues. But it gives us a general idea of what to order. I mean, we I would be happy honestly, even with people saying, "I heard a book is coming out that sounds remotely interesting." If you happen to pick it up, I'd be interested in at least looking at it. That gives me at least a 50-50 chance that's going to sell. That's better than not knowing at all that someone's interested in a, interested in a book and us not having it at all for you to check out. I I would love even just like the heads up, this sounds remotely cool because I might miss it on the order sheet otherwise. Especially if it's a number one title coming out. Like uh, us, we offer a 100% returnability on every single number one that comes into our store. Um, so, you know, if it's a number one you want to get, just just let us know. And and this is another thing. Like I had guys and pull listers for years who would say, "I want every DC number one." Okay. <laughs> well, but that's like okay. I can I can order to that, and then they'd have to let me know if they wanted number two. Yeah. Like, but I can order to that. Or I had guy who was I had one guy, and you know I kind of hated him, but he let me know well in advance. I want two of every image number one. Okay. You know, at least you're doing the work and telling me ahead of time so I can order that amount. Like, I think you're kind of a schmuck, but, like, at least you're telling me what to expect in my life. So, better than the guy who would come in and look at every image, number one, and pick out the two copies with the nicest spines and be like, I want to buy these. No, you can buy one. I was so glad when that guy moved away. (laughs) <laughs> was it Tom Holland? No. <laughs> Mark, you need to stand up. Your timing is more good. 
Well, that that was the but, um, right there. So. A, a number two, I just want to point out Joy Operations number two. If you read Joy Operations number one, uh, it, that book made almost no sense, but it felt like they were setting up for a three seashells joke um, <laughs> because it totally feels like, um, uh, you know, Demolition Man or something. <laughs> Am I wrong? No, I remember reading it and going, I don't know what I just read at all. <laughs> right. So hopefully number two answers that question. Uh, but it is ri- it's written by um, uh, Brian Michael Bendis and Stephen Byrne. Uh, it is a Jinx World book. So if you're into the Jinx World stuff, make sure you check that out. And for all you Bad Idea fans, the much-anticipated Odin's Eye comes out uh, this Wednesday. I have no idea what's going on in my order sheet. I have I have only seventeen copies of that book, and they charged me for all of them. Um, I I I in fact I had another issue with Diamond, um, not putting Diamond on the, but I had about uh, three thousand dollars worth of graphic novels on my invoice for next week, and it took me by shock. I'm like, whoa, why am I getting all these graphic novels? And then I I actually combed through the invoice, and I noticed that Odin's. Um, Owns I was on the we were being charged for it, so they said that we're going to get carded for it next week. Um, still, and uh, it's still a wrong amount of order, but that's okay. Yeah, well, if you need some, let me know. I, I we will. did order, I will we absolutely need them because yeah. I have no idea how in the world it ended up that way, but okay. Uh, Odin's I was based off of your initial orders of um, the final five. Mm-hmm. And we went semi heavy on that. I I didn't go as heavy as I wanted to, which part of me is, uh, you know, okay with. But uh, we're getting a decent amount. Not sure if we're getting enough, but we're getting a decent amount. But I'm more worried about those uh, graphic novels that I have no idea what I'm going to do with right now. So, what was it something you accidentally ordered? Um, all see that this is where I think there may have been a problem. You know how Diamond uh, had the ransomware and we had issues uh, with the initial order and FOC. So a lot of these have a November item code number, uh-huh. but it's being processed as previous items. So I'm wondering if there's a problem with the initial orders when we submitted them. Maybe there's something went wrong with our uploads. I, I don't know, but they yeah, I've got an I've got a support ticket out, so we'll see what happens with that. Yeah. Um, but that, that is that's real weird. And it's titles we, you know, it's funny. It's um, it's titles we have like many copies of in stock already, or titles we would never ever ever carry. And you know, we've got some statues, and they're like, wait, we would never carry. And that's what that was. That was a red flag for me. Like, wait, why would we get these things? Um, which also pointed out the Odin's eye for me. Yeah, my. My big weird thing that's on my invoice this week is the San Diego Comic-Con Mondo Mecca Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales. Hey, is that coming out? Yeah. No, it's not on mine. Well, I got 12 copies. Maybe we should just, we'll just trade some (laughs) Miles Morales for Odin's Eye and we'll be all good. There we go. All right. Thank you for watching Nerd News Now, part of the Kingdom of Geekdom on Woodlands Online, sponsored by the Adventure Begins Comics and Games and Space Cadets Collection Collection. Check out other shows on Woodlands Online like Weekly Fallout Sports Talk, The Adventure Begins Show, Four Reels, The Best You, Between the Trees, Business Talk, and much more. 
You can watch all these on Woodlands Online and on our partner station, KVQT HD21, over the air on your TV. All of these shows and more on Roku right now. Search and add Woodlands Online TV to your streaming lineup. Now you can listen to our podcast shows on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Podcast, and Amazon. So, for the absent Mark, because rest in peace, Mark's computer, uh, Brainy and Miss Jen, I have been Kyle, and this has been Nerd News Now. <laughs>